This is Eldritch Buds, an actual play Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast. What's up, Eldritch Buddies? Sitting at the virtual table with me tonight is Scott. That would be my big fat ass. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Wills. It's going to be hard to follow that up, but I am playing Zed, the level 7 sorcerer rogue who's read a salva of mystery. Speedy. Uh, the big bot who's confused on who would kill Diedrich, Chode. Bebo? The tiny tinkerer gnome who is starting to think slave life is less chaotic, Grimble. <laughs> and Josh. The bearing all beaver, Jinxie. Uh, and I'm Connor. And I do declare it appears we have ourselves a murder. Uh, now I should actually fess up to our listeners because I told you all at the end of last week's episode, as any good murder mystery goes, you aren't just playing against me. You're all playing against each other. I've given the opportunity to one of you to collaborate with me on this murder. And if that individual gets away with it, the reward is an individual level up. Now here's where I'm going to change things up. If that individual is caught, the other members in the group will all level up. Oh. I will also say that this individual may or may not have taken my bait. So everyone in the room around the table is a suspect. Previously on Eldritch Buds, our heroes arrive at Diedrich's dinner party where they are introduced to a few members of high society in Ardor. Aura Tolvanash, a fiery tiefling who's an old friend of Diedrich. Alistair Corningbrace, the owner of the building and the captain of the Savage Control Society. Funyan, a knowledge cleric. Axelrod, an unstable warrior dwarf. And their old acquaintance, Lord Jimothy. Hayes, under his guise of Harden, hits it off with Aura and immediately falls in love. Grimble starts a conversation with Funyan and Alistair and finds out that Alistair has seen the shadow of a dragon flying above Ardar. He informs Grimble that he would be willing to pay anyone a very large sum of money if they can bring him proof that the dragon is real. Grimble accepts and informs the group about the plan to meet Alistair on the roof of the building once the party is over. With conversation slowing down, Dietrich announces that dinner is ready. Just before the main course is served, darkness covers the entire room. When the darkness dissipates to the shock of everyone, Dietrich is dead. He has been murdered. Who could have killed Dietrich? Will the band be able to solve this mystery? Let's find out. Okay, so... The body of Diedrich has just slumped onto the table. In the darkness, you heard Alistair gasp. You heard that there was a blowgun involved. But your perception rolls from last episode gave you no other insights. Now, like a kettle ready to burst, the anxiety and panic starts through the room. So I'm going to paint the picture for you quickly as to what is going on. Aura screams at the sight of this dead body and runs out of the room, nearly knocking her chair over in the process. Jimothy hurries towards the limp body of Diedrich, shaking it as if trying to wake him from an odd nap. 
Funyun heads over too, rubbing his hands together, and a white light begins from them. Axelrod raises his large battle axe, looks menacingly at everyone in the room, including you, and begins tonight's festivities by screaming, Everyone stays where they are now! Don't try me! I'm a swing first, ask questions later kind of dwarf. In the mind chat, he is. This, this, let's make sure we don't push him. He's on the edge. Hayes isn't listening because he's. He, as the lights come back on, he's just around Aura. He's just. He's just shielding her. Just. Just. Uh, are you okay? <laughs> so she. She has since gotten up and fled. Um, in fact, uh, Alistair stares menacingly at your group, including Axrod and everybody else, but specifically at you guys. And he says, I say, which which one of you has done this? It it, it, it must have been one of you. The, the, the rest of us are, are friends. And he looks over at Axrod. Well, well, most of us at least are friends. You, you four are complete strangers, and within two hours of arriving, Diedrich is dead. And that is no coincidence. Um, Zed would still be, obviously, Jimothy was beside Diedrich, right? At the table? Yeah, how's this? I'm gonna paint you exactly how things were, uh, around the table at the time, okay? I would love that. So, drawing a long table, Diedrich was at the head of it, okay? If he is 12 o'clock on this table... To the right-hand side, like towards the three o'clock. Right beside him was Alistair, and then immediately beside Alistair is Jimothy. Beside Jimothy was Zed, and then Aura sat between Zed and a dwarven hardened Cambrio. On the other side of the table, to Diedrich's right-hand side, sits Funyun. Immediately beside Funyun was Grimble, then Axelrod, Chode, and Badger Jinxie. Um, that also means that Funyun and Alistair were sitting across from each other, Grimble and Jimothy were sitting across from each other, Axrod and Zed, Chode and Aura, and then Badger, Jinxie, and Harden. Those are your kind of across-the-way counterparts. So there was no one at, like, the six o'clock position at the there table? Was no one, there was no one at the ass end of the table, that is correct. Alright, so Zed would be pretty... So Jimothy moved over to Diedrich then, and Alistair yes. also... Alistair still is sitting, no, not and he Alistair, was looking. Yeah, he was looking at you guys and made the accusation. Uh, so moving around the the room again, Alistair's sitting. Jimothy is up by Diedrich. Zed, you're doing whatever you're doing. Our aura has just run off. Um, Harden, you're also there. Okay, Badger Drinksy, I don't know what you're doing. Chode, not sure what you're doing. Axrod is standing, like kind of pointing his battle axe at everybody in the room, uh, kind of sketchy, and then Funyan is up by Diedrich, so I don't know what the five of you are all doing, but you can describe that now. Zed is going to turn to Harden, aka Hayes, aka Cambrio, and say, uh, Harden, probably best to go retrieve Aura. No one should really be leaving this room right now. Um, and then I'm going to turn to Jimothy and say, uh, uh, Lord Jimothy, it's probably best you maybe step away from the body and we get you maybe behind a couple people for safety um as you know 
our group is well capable of handling a situation like this, and I think it's best we uh, keep you safe throughout it as a you know high member of society and a political official. It's at this point that if you're kind of over by Jimothy speaking to him and kind of pointing and giving directions and stuff, Alistair stands up and kind of points a finger in your face. I believe I just accused your group of having no good intentions here, sir. I will not be accepting your instructions. You, and he's pointing at you, Harden, will remain seated. Axelrod, you will go collect Aura. And Axelrod is like, Absolutely, I'll go bring her by the fucking hair in her head. And he runs out of the room, and Jimothy's like, Um... Don't hurt her. I'm gonna go just to make sure he doesn't accidentally kill her on the way back. Jimothy um, so, said that? So Jimothy... Okay, so Axelrod left the room. Jimothy is chasing after Axelrod. So Axelrod is gone... Uh, Jimothy is gone. They're both trying to collect Aura, okay? After pointing his finger in your face, Ed, Alistair continues over to a bookshelf. He's fiddling with something on one of the shelves. Eventually, a flash of amber light, as if something snaps in his hand. From there, a large blue force field erupts from a small piece of amber in his hand. This is for security measures. After I lost my eye and my short-term memory, I couldn't be sure who to trust. So until we get things sorted, you're all stuck here. Uh, and he goes over to a window, and this blue force field has kind of erupted out of the room. And as he opens this window, you can see that the blue force field seems to have uh, covered this estate in a thin veil of blue energy. It's draped across the outside of the window. He then makes his way over to a birdcage in the corner and takes out what looks to be a pib, grabs <sighs> it softly in his hand, and then without mercy throws it out the window. It is eviscerated as it passes through the energy covering this house. I shouldn't have to stress the importance that no party attendee leaves this house until we get to the bottom of it. And it's at that point that Aura, Jimothy, and Axrod join the rest of you in the room. How does she look? Uh, scared. Like, she's been bawling. Like, her makeup is running. Like, she... Yeah, she looks pretty scared. Grumble's gonna go over to Alistair. Um, and just say... You... You just asked, um, for help from our group not too long ago. Why don't we offer our assistance in this scenario right now? Obviously we can't leave. So the quicker we find out whoever did this, the faster we can move on. And what are you suggesting? Well, I mean, to start, we can look around. Our group is pretty good with you know, solving situations like this. So Grimble's going to approach the body at this point and take out his um, alchemist tools. Um, you kind of see him extracting like a sample of blood um, and placing it, it into like a beaker of some sorts, uh, just trying to see what the cause of death was. Um, if sure. there is any chemicals or substances or... Roll me a medicine check, please. It's a 14. 
a 14. With a 14, you find that there is a blow dart in the neck of Diedrich. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, was there anything that came back with like his blood? Like, do I detect any poison or? Yeah. So what I would say is, there's definitely like if you're taking the dart out of the neck, um, just based on what your history and experiences with different like alchemical reactions and everything. Looking at the veins and like how it's like a black spider web on his neck, you can see immediately that this is a toxin, um, a fast acting one at that. Um, with a 14, I'm even going to say that you'd be fairly confident that he was dead before his head hit the table. So seeing um, Grimble pull the dart out of his neck, where on the neck did he pull it out from? Whereabouts? Yeah, that, my friend, is an investigation roll that was just missed by one by Mr. Bebo up there. So if you can get a 15 or higher, I will give you that piece of information. Can I help with this at all if I'm just trying to, like, help prop the body back up where it would have been when it got shot? So if you can try to see, sort of... Uh, sure, yeah, I didn't know if you were with Aura, but yeah, you can do that if that's what you're doing. I hadn't yet crossed over to her. Okay... Investigation is not my best. That's only a five. Five? Yeah. Um, no. What's the help Sorry. action? Is that advantage? It's yeah. advantage, yeah. Oh. Reroll. Oh! Okay, 18. Very nice. nice. <laughs> just like a grotesque puppet show. Just told me that I'm trying <laughs> to be like, where did it come from? Yeah. So it is pretty, it's pretty gruesome. Uh, the neck, just like, even since pulling pulling the dart out like it's already started to like necrose and like the blackness spread a little bit so it is very gross but um yeah with your uh with your keen eyes you're able to tell that it looks like it's on the right hand side of his neck okay like if if his esophagus is Mm -hmm. 12 o'clock and his spine is six o'clock yeah his right side his so his right hand yeah yeah, it's. I'm it's just on. looking for like a specific. Angle. I know what you're looking for, but with an 18, you're not getting that. I can't see like if, just if physically where the is hole zero is. And 90 okay. degrees is 90 degrees. Right. Approximately, what degree of angle do we have with this wound here? Yeah, sorry guys. As fun as that would be to solve the whole mystery with one roll, I'm gonna make it a little bit more complicated than that. We right. get like the red yarn out. We're like tracing the path <laughs> of the dart. You just be like, where's yeah. it come from? Look at that angle entry. That's fair. So I'm going to then turn to Alistair and say uh, you seem to be speaking on behalf of the rest of the group here well I say that we are in my house and it's one of those situations that when uh, the when there's a murder in your house you have to sort of take charge understandable I'm just I mean clearly we've pulled a dart out of Diedrich's neck here I mean, just give, give, hand that over. Give, give me that. And he's like holding out his arm expectantly, or hand, I should say. Grimble's gonna walk over, give him the dart. Um, here, I've noticed some poison uh, was on the tip of the dart too. I, I know I exactly really what know. this is. This is one of mine. And he grab, like, grabbing it out of your hand. 
and he storms into the side room where all those weapons were. And, uh, Alistair, who would have had access to these? Is there he's one missing? He's ignoring you. He's, he, he's going into the side I room. I think he just left. Uh, Hayes goes, poison! Yuck! And just drops the body of Dietrich and just slams back onto the table. And then it's just gonna be like, we should, <laughs> we should, I'm gonna gesture after Alistair. Um, who's in the mind chat? Everyone but me? Yeah, because you have a message. Okay. So I'm going to cast message to uh, Harden. Look, try and pass this on to the uh, others in the mind chat, but based on where that dart came in, I think it rules out our half of the table. So Alistair and Aura likely didn't have anything to do with this unless they were able to move in that you know, that quickly and that silently in that short of a period of time somehow. That means I would assume it's Axelrod or Funyan we're dealing with here. Okay, I'm going to relay that to the group um, and just try to get a read on, like... Oh, so are uh, Axelrod and Funyan are both back in the room, correct? Yes, they are both back in the room. Uh, but I just, for time's sake here, is anybody joining Alistair in the side room? Or because things are also moving... I'm going to be following Alistair into the side rooms and relaying this. I'm kind of just like pointing, trying to do a very subtle, like two fingers in my eyes, two fingers at Axelrod, then another other hand, and then two fingers at, at Funyun. Just trying okay. to get the voice across, but also psychically communicating that in a much easier way. Yeah, <laughs> just tell us in the mind. <laughs> okay, cool. I did both. Um, so then Harden, what you see as you follow Alistair into the side room is that uh, behind a small portrait... Uh, there seems to be a safe that is unlocked and opened, and uh, Alistair is standing in front of it kind of quizzically. Is uh, is everything all right in here, Alistair? Uh, well, uh, typically this is locked, uh, and these darts are inaccessible to anybody, especially when you have guests over at a party. Uh, but no, uh, this was open, and, well, obviously it was open because somebody was rummaging about in here, and he's kind of holding the dart knowingly. Uh, is there anything else that was in there that's missing? Not that specific safe, but I am curious if the individual was able to get into any of the multiple ones in this room. But they all seem okay. Is it just Alistair and I in the room? I'm going to take Correct. a look. All right. Okay, Alistair, I need to talk to you. Um, I'm coming to you as the host of this party and as someone who just seems to have lost a friend. I don't think any one of my party has a motive to murder Dietrich. We just met him. He's been nothing but kind to us. In fact, invited us here to help celebrate us, welcome us to town. There's no chance any of us knew about these darts. Whoever we're looking at, it's someone who knew not only Dietrich and not only you, but would have a motive to wish Dietrich harm. Yeah, however slight that may seem to you. Uh... Perfect. Okay. Uh, really quickly, I'm just going to introduce a quick um, game uh, mechanic for tonight's episode. Uh, and it is that because you're potentially playing against somebody at the table, I'm going to be asking everybody to be making charisma rolls during their interactions here, okay? Not so, persuasion checks? Yeah, well, it might be persuasion. Uh, it might be um, other charismatic things, deception, things like that. Um, so right now, I'm going to ask that you roll uh, 
a check, Harden, and based on what you're actually doing, whether you're deceiving or persuading or keep that to yourself, but I need you to roll a charisma check right now. All right, that'll be an 18. Okay, so I also rolled an insight on you, um, and this is his response. Ah, yes, I've been racking my brain on who it could be. Now, you do bring up a good point by saying that there is not much for you to gain, but also you are strangers and I've just met you, so I don't know what any of your intentions truly are. Hmm. Come back into the main room with me. And he kind of marches back. And follows subserviently. It's at that point that he kind of readdresses the room when he's back in here. I've just come up with a wonderful idea. And this is how we're going to do things. Uh, If anybody has any objections, I should think that you're probably guilty. Everyone will take a chance sitting right there. And he points to like the ass end of the table. Um, where there's kind of an ornate-looking chair. That would be the hot seat. We will all take turns sitting in the hot seat, and we will be asked different questions, different motives, to see why one might have done this. Jimothy looks over and kind of claps his hands in agreement. This is a wonderful, wonderful idea. Everybody will get their shot to explain why they're innocent, and obviously the guilty party will slip up um at the end we'll decide who the murderer is right everybody and uh alistair starts nodding his head and axelrod's kind of nodding his head and i can see that some of you guys sure. are nodding your heads Harden well. is nodding he's installing himself as alistair's lackey he's standing just behind him <laughs> to the right and he's nodding with arms crossed looking out at the group and uh jimothy finishes by saying and at the end we'll decide who the murderer is and we'll serve justice in the only way that us rich folk know how Brutal overreaction and no second chances. <laughs> uh, so how I've kind of envisioned this part of the murder mystery party to go is everybody's going to take a chance to sit down at the hot seat table or chair. Uh, you can ask the individual any number of questions um, within reason, obviously, and uh, they're going to either have to convince you that they're telling the truth or lie their way out of it. Either way, there's going to be charisma rolls the entire time to protect uh different aspects cool so alistair is now sitting on the uh hot seat do any of you guys want to lead the questioning here all right uh alistair in the interest of a fair process for all i hope you don't mind i'll ask you a few questions just to get the ball rolling here as you've graciously offered yourself as the first person in the hot seat Well, it's clear it wasn't me, so it's fine. Yes, get on with it. I'm going to run up to him like I'm being like second chair in a big trial. I'm just going to start whispering in his ear real quickly. Uh, And I'm just going to like announce that like, I'm not announce, but I'm just going to tell him about like the safe and the stuff that went on behind the room. I'll quietly nod and appreciate that information. Um, Alistair, what was your relationship like with, uh, with Diedrich? Well, uh, fairly good, uh, from what I recall. Uh, obviously, I'm dealing with a little bit of a head injury, uh, but we've been friends for years. Uh, we often party at each other's abodes, uh, visit each other's families for holidays. Uh, 
We've been hunting a number of times. I have no reason to kill my friend. Surely, I mean, that definitely makes sense. Um, now, there are... Although it doesn't look like the physics makes much sense, as you were on Deidre's left, and it seems as though the dart entered the right side of his neck, <gasps> surely you could understand that this is your home, and presumably this was your weapon used, and it was your safe that was broken into or opened, unless you believe someone else at this table has the code to your safe? I know no one has the code for my safe in this place. I've locked everything under lock and key for... Oh, but... Uh... Well, I do sometimes leave the password and combinations to laid around sometimes because of my head injury. I find it hard to remember combinations. Um, hmm, that actually is a good point, uh, I say. Well, uh, hmm. I, I, I can't know if anybody in this room wouldn't know the combinations. Okay, well, that's not the most rock-solid uh, defense, I hope you understand. But again, this would be tough given where you're sitting at the table. But it also is your home, and you could have it trapped. Do you have any traps or things of that nature within the home? Uh, first of all, good job so far. Roll um, Persuasion with Advantage. Ooh. That is going to be a 21. That is going to be a 24. I, well, first of all, I the defense earlier was quite good because I narrowed it down from just me having the answers to the safe to most of the people in the room, so... Fuck you. Uh, but also, um, well, truthfully, completely truthfully, cross my heart and hope that I live, uh, is that I do absolutely have a ton of traps in this place, but that's more a security measure, hence the blue force field, you know? I, I, I'm i not a barbarian who kills at his own table. I, what, what, what would I have to gain from that? That's a good point. Truthfully, I don't know. I just feel that in the effort of finding justice for Diedrich, Putting everything on the table is the best way. And if you're innocent, I think it'll be very clearly proven. So, um, the last question I have, unless anyone else has one, uh, is you are, to my understanding, having just met you, uh, quite an accomplished hunter, is that correct? Uh, so I've been told, yes. And is a blowgun and dart one of your featured weapons of choice? Well, it's going to be going forward after blowing half my head off with my fucking rifle. Um, but no, uh, I don't often use blow darts, no. And I'd just like to roll insight on I sure. guess, what my opinion of what he's been saying is. Mm -hmm. Dirty 20. Uh, you feel like he's telling more or less the truth, but it's hard because he's a scummy, you know the hunter um, yeah. but yeah more or less what he's been saying you get a really good feeling on cool um, well hey that's the only questions I had does anyone have any other questions for Alistair half the legal team stands up 
Chode and I sort ourselves out. I kind of gesture for him to go first. Um, who knew you had a weapon in that safe? Well, uh, well, I didn't have a weapon in the safe. Um, I had the darts in the safe. Uh, The blow gun, I assume, was taken from the weapon wall right across from the safe. Right, but who knew the darts were in there? That's a fantastic question. I thought I was the only person here who did. Uh, I'm going to roll an insight check on that. Mm-hmm. 17. 17, you get the sense that he believes what he's saying. All right. So, someone took a good guess. That, uh... Your guess is as good as mine. I, I, didn't, right. I don't know. Yeah. I believe him. I don't think he could... I don't think you can see in the docks, and with one eye, it might be a little hard to maneuver that without making a big noise. So, to like go over, get the dots, come back. For what it's worth, I I don't think he has anything to do with this either. Jimothy says, and just painting the picture here, Axelrod and uh, Aura both seem uninterested in answer or in asking questions here. Aura seems distraught, and Axelrod just looks kind of like he's looking at everybody still around the room, clutching his axe. Is that all you have, Chode? That's all I got to you. Alright, so, uh... Harden's gonna stand up. Just muscle memory. Big old pair of suspenders that are no longer there. Just snap him to his chest. And he's gonna stroll out there and just be like, Well, it is an interesting question for you to say, Why would you kill your friend Dietrich? While I have you here and while you're being so truthful with us. Do you know why anyone else in this room would have a reason to kill Dietrich? Uh, well, I have... theories? Now is the time to share? Uh, hmm, let's start with the four murderous hobos who entered the city uh, through violence and almost destroying a Stone Golem, who seemed to uh, elicit uh, uh, horrible things anywhere that they go. Uh, but... That's not just you. Um, you there, uh, crazy person with the axe, and he's looking at Axerod. Looks like you could kill anything that you wanted at any time, so that's something. Um, you, Miss Crying, who's definitely not as scared as she looks over there. Hey! Um, and she, and... Oh. Watch okay, it. sorry, I'm just saying that she's, you know, I don't know. And, well, Jimothy, I don't think had anything to do with this either, but, uh, I... I I'm just I'm a little weary of everybody in this room if I have to be honest with you. You do have to be. So that's good. It's <laughs> the point of the hot seat. He starts kind of like dusting off his, his self like as if like, oh, I cannot believe that I just endured that. Is there anything else that anybody wants to ask? I, there is one thing I would like to ask, and it's not necessarily about you again, but can you just confirm for the record, and I point to a stenographer who's not there, um... Who here has been to this house before? I gestured to the party, be like, not the murderous hobos. For the record, the golem said he wanted us to fight him. That's so. true. The go- That's your rules. We followed. Yeah. He said fight or something else, and we chose fight. Well, uh, this is a good point that you perhaps haven't been here before. I, I don't know that you haven't. Uh, but aside from that, I know for a fact that everybody else in this room has been here before, multiple times, multiple parties. Just saying that would cast suspicion on a certain group of certain group of folk. Are we done here? Group. Are we? 
Yes, I believe uh, you've you've answered more than enough questions. Thank you, Alistair, for uh, getting the ball rolling here. Um, so Zed's going to try and take a little lead on the room here um, as Alistair sits down. Uh, I guess a quick uh, show of hands would be fair. Does anyone believe that Alistair has committed this murder? And Zed will yeah. keep his arm down. Uh, okay. That wham that you heard was a badger raising its arm, by the way. Um, yeah, uh, Axelrod is the only person that lifts his arm. All right, well, I think it's fair that one vote is not enough to, uh, you know, cause any form of certainty that Alistair's done this. I do say that it is enough, however, to have that motherfucker go next. And he's pointing at Axelrod. I think that that's a great idea. Axelrod, if, if you may, I would suggest it's fair to maybe just rule the one side of the table where we know the dart must have been shot from, if you'd agree. Ah, I say yes. Only interviewing the individuals who are on the deadly side of the table. Oh, a wonderful idea. Badger, you're, you're next. Um, Hold and, on. Uh, We're going to interview a badger? It was more a joke. <laughs> I'm a hunter, but... Okay, all right. Um, so Axelrod kind of makes his way very aggressively to this table. He's making sure he's walking with some menace and he's trying to, um, actually, you know what? Not great. He rolled a three on this intimidation. He doesn't look that scary. He's very um, short. It's a human sized table. Yeah. Uh, and he sits in the, uh, ass end chair. Okay. What? Zed's going to cast message to Chode. Um, Hey, buddy, we're going to need you on absolute attention here. This guy could fly off the rails at any moment. All right. Sounds good. And then he's going to turn to Axelrod and try and take the lead on questioning again here. Uh, I have a pretty easy one for you. Axelrod, is it? Aye. How many people have you killed? Thousands. I don't know. I, 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 I have no idea. Millions, maybe. You've done that a uh, lot of different ways, I assume? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, pretty much every way you could murder somebody, I've done it. Nice. What, uh, what were your thoughts on Diedrich? Uh, loser. Pussy. Couldn't grow a beard. Didn't like him very much. He invites me to these things because he thinks I'm a war hero and he likes having the clout, uh, but he pays me good enough. So, just to be clear, you didn't like the guy and pretty much like killing anything you want for fun? Uh, yes. Roll inside if you'd like. I definitely would like to. Nah, it's only a 10. Grimble's gonna walk up here. Um, Axelrod, your first reaction was to grab your axe after Dietrich was murdered. Swinging mm -hmm. it around. Is that your main weapon of choice that you've killed these thousands of people with? Uh, yeah, mostly. But, I mean, sometimes, you know, in the heat of battle, uh, your weapon gets dislodged and you have to use your hands and your fists and your fingers. Sometimes your teeth. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, m more or less. Yeah, more or less. What I'm trying to get at is, would you ever use any forms of magic, let's say? 
Are you capable of such things? <laughs> yeah, watch this. And he stands and he begins flexing. And he's just becoming super vascular. Nothing magical is happening. This is magic, baby. Looking this good is fucking magical. <laughs> Zed's gonna... Zed's gonna <laughs> cast message to Grimble. Hey, I, I think you're on the, the right... The right line here. As much as this guy's a murderous psycho, I don't think he could have pulled this off, technically. He's a fucking idiot. Yeah, in the mind chat, too, I'm just gonna, like, relay that, you know, it doesn't... It doesn't seem like this meathead can can cast that spell uh, that made the room dark. I, I don't really know if he's the one we're looking for here. As that's happening, Harden has taken his shirt off, but as he's doing that, it changed it to a slightly more buff version of Axelrod. <laughs> so he's just out flexing him, like right beside him, just getting into it with him. Just, mm, mm, mm. Roll intimidation with advantage. That's a 23. Oh, yes. You can see that he's, like, sweating. I'm oily. It's not sweaty. It's just, like, a glisten. Yeah. No, like, he's nervous. Like, he's... No, he's, I know. My sweat looks yeah. good, though, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Wow. Can't keep up, kid. Can't get this yoked. Okay, Harden. All right. <laughs> Easy there, bucko. This pussy couldn't kill anyone. What? Yeah. You do it. Just be, be a bit. Say you killed Dietrich. I fucking wish I did. You fucking kill him again. His body's right there. I... Uh, uh, yeah, I thought so, and I flex and I walk away. I was actually going to give you roll... Uh, you can you can take insight with advantage here because you bested him in a beef off. I have terrible insight because I'm also a meathead, so that's an 8 and a 12. Uh, okay. No, neither of you guys picked up. I'm just too Is into anything... myself. Yeah. Uh, anybody else want to ask Axelrod a question? While the questions are going on, uh, Badger Jinxie's going to go over to the dead body and just start sniffing it. Is, okay. Is there... Any, is there any scent? Yeah, any scents? Anything kind of unusual from like a dead, decaying mammal? Uh, roll with advantage, you fucking badger boy. I was gonna say, could you like sniff out whose scent is on him? Like that's what I was hoping you'd find. Um, do we sniff the dart and just hound track him? So, sorry, badger sniff or jinxy sniff? Um, perception is based on wisdom. It would be jinxy sniff. Okay. Oh, that's a natural twenty for twenty-eight. <laughs> Who did it? <laughs> oh, oh shit! Oh, oh, another nat twenty! Ah! Who did <laughs> it? God, man. Okay, so this is just okay, zoom out for a second. This is let's zoom out for a second. This is a really interesting case study and what the fuck does a DM do when he makes somebody roll on something that doesn't actually have anything? But then the player rolls two natural twenties and I, absolutely I have to reward it. Uh okay. Vibe check over. Here is the ruling. So, um Badger Jinxie. As you are uh kind of rummaging up to Diedrich and you're sniffing them and you're sniffing them and you're sniffing them you pick up two uh, two very interesting pieces of information 
First, the smell of an overwhelming toxic reaction that from the looks of things like lodged pretty deep into the neck it might be that it was a case of proximity but more overwhelming than that is a really 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 familiar smell the smell that you haven't quite smelt for a while um, and if you'd like with the two natural 20s similar to a pie on an on a window ledge you start seeing kind of like smell streams coming in from the other room do you follow those streams um a hundred percent yeah okay so you go on to your badger feet and you start sniffing out what the heck this smell is and you go into the next room and you see a bunch of weapons on the wall and you see again trophies and portraits of all these hunting things and it's just it's horrendous being in here you know especially as a loxodon you've lived in deer and like all these individuals or animals like used to live and used to have a life um including the loxodon rug on the floor that is definitely the same smell as your brother oh, 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 fuck. <laughs> oh fuck man Holy crap. That's your skinned brother? Oh. Oh, wow, full circle, baby. Wow. It's fucked up that, like, the thing you gave him on rolling double nat 20s was just a torturous trauma. Uh, trauma <laughs> closure. <laughs> yeah, that's what Now he knows what happened to his brother's skin. Yeah. Oh my god. So, <laughs> Jixie is instantly just petrified. Because he never thought he'd see this day come. Um, and I feel it can't concentrate anymore and instantly comes out of wild shape and runs over to his skin dead brother. Fuck yeah. Okay, so really good um, thing for you is that there's nobody else in this room mm-hmm. uh, because the mock trial is happening in the other room. So uh, you run over unimpeded to your brother's rug skin. Jinx is just going to pick it up and kind of wrap, wrap it around him and just just start crying just okay it's it's been so long i I can't believe this happened to you oh my god and and what was your brother's name uh his name is finkel and jinxie is very upset he's just howling just crying howling uh can't really contain himself at the moment okay um so everybody in the other room hears this howling um uh, so do with that what you will. But what I will say is, um, for anybody sitting near Alistair, he goes, I say, that sounds like a Loxodon. <laughs> Why would a Loxodon be in my house? Hmm. And he starts standing up. Jode, Jode's going to stand up and be like, uh, my badger walked off. I bet it's probably him. I'll, I'll go get him. Roll persuasion. Alistair, we need you to judge. It's your finest skill. Uh, 18. 18? Uh, I'll do a roll off of yes, yes. He also got an 18. Let's go one more. One more level. That's better. Dirty 20. Oh, I got a 16 on this one. So he goes, yes. Um, keep that thing down, though, won't you? It's it's distracting while we're trying to solve the murder. Yeah, sorry. I'll go. I'll go give him a piece of my mind. <laughs> uh, so, Chode, if you walk into that side room, you see... Um, 
Jinxy not in badger form, in his ghillie suit. You know that assless chaps are underneath that. Now he's also wrapped in a furry loxodon rug, <laughs> um, sitting sobbing on the floor. Football, what are you? I'm gonna say this like in a hushed tone. Just like, football, what are you? What are you doing? What if if they catch you, they're gonna kill you. What what are you doing? I don't care anymore. It's him, Joe. It's it's him. Oh, it's my it's my Briggs. brother. That's your brother? Oh my. <laughs> I found uh, him, but not like uh, this. Not like this. If you don't want to end up like your brothers, you need to shave the back. But we can bring him, maybe. Yeah, I can't leave him here. All right, well, not on the give him to me. Give him to me. Carpet. No, I can't. I can't let him go. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Look, Bans. I know this is a tough thing for you, but like, what do you like? What do you expect to happen if someone else came in here? Hard's gonna walk in, just yelling over his shoulder, like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna go check on them, see what's going on." What the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> it's football's going Bobo on. Football found now. his brother. I don't give a sh- I'm not a big fan of brothers. Okay. I so yes. if we could just chill out, and you cannot be that right now. They're using him we like a doormat. We gotta get some code on. Alright, I need you to... He's a what? Doormat. They're using him like a doormat. Well, you know, they did a great job preserving him, which will be helpful <laughs> for you getting closure when we bring him back to... Deer is where you want to take him? Hey, do you have the do you have the bag of holdings on you? I always have the bag of holding. The bag okay, of holding great. is now blue velvet because I stitched some of it around it, so it's beautiful. In fact, it's not. The bag of holding is missing. <gasps> I start to I start to howl. <laughs> <laughs> A very very similar sound to what just was coming out of Jixie's mouth. Uh, I'm gonna say eventually Aura makes her way in. It. <laughs> Football, Jinxie, please still. change Jinxie, back. stay still. It's my brother. What the hell is going on in here? Uh, just checking out some of the artwork. It's quite lifelike. Uh, what the fuck? That's a loxer? And then Shh. she kind of catches herself. And she looks back. She's like, you guys are in... We're in the fucking Savage Control Society. What the fuck is that thing doing here? We don't... We don't know, but... You just gotta let us deal with it. Is it yours? I mean, I don't believe a person can belong to another person, personally, but... Regardless, what do you... Why is it here? It was invited? Technically, by Dietrich? It... Shut the fuck up. Is that the Badger? Yeah. It might be the Badger. Are you still just sobbing, Jinxie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrapped up What's in his brother's skin. Um, you see how there's two loxodons kind of in that little pile right there? <laughs> um, yeah. One is a live and one is a skin, but they're both brothers. And I'll let you oh. figure out which is which. Okay, 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 okay. And she turns and, like, now it seems that, like, they're pausing, like, the mock trial type of thing. And, like, yeah, is that. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. Zed, like, clearly sensing how long this is taking is gonna try and like 
distract the inner party. So he's going to look. <laughs> All right, um, Alistair, with, with your blessing, I think we're done with Axelrod here. What do you say we uh, we move on to questioning the next closest person to Diedrich, which would be, and I'm going to point to Funyan, but I don't think I know his name. Um, Funyan, yeah, that's me. Uh, sure, whatever. Um, Perfect. Um, and Alistair's like, I just... What? One second, one second. I'm going to let you roll um, Persuasion to keep him here, Zed. So um, I'm going to look at Alistair and just say, uh, Alistair, I don't know what's uh, taking so long in there, but badgers are badgers. They're kind of hard to control. I just, I truly think as someone we've already, the only person we've cleared of this act so far, you should be in the room as the, you know, the, the household, you know, the house owner. Um, I'm ready to make your old disadvantage because you are backing yourself into a corner, but yeah, yeah go yeah. ahead. Okay. Roll. Okay. Roll. <laughs> Fuck you, but whatever. That's <laughs> uh, going to be a 27. Ooh. Ooh. He would roll, but he can't get that high. He's like, uh, yes, let's keep the show on the road. That's a good idea. And cutting back, or is like, I th- guys, you are like six feet from despair. We need to do something about this. I, I feel agree. like I'm a lot closer to this bear than six feet. But regardless, <sighs> I point to a giant stuffed bear in the room. Like I'm right damn next it. To this thing. But <laughs> if you could just calm down, I think we've got a pretty good handle on things. So yes, I see you to enter the circle seems of like trust, that. and we will get this sorted. Okay, one sec. Right. Do you want me Priority. to come over there? I want you to stay very still for a second. Have you seen a beautiful blue velvet bag uh, just anywhere around recently? What the fuck does a beautiful blue belt velvet? What? There's a fucking bear elephant in the in the living room. Can we? There's no, no, I no. Quite I had a bit of bear elephants in here. It's pretty horrific, but yes, you clanky. What? 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 I got this. I'm gonna walk over and smack Jinxie in the face. <laughs> Get it together, bud. You can grieve later when we're not in the house of the murdering shooter guys, like. Would you just give me the freaking skin? Either go invisible with your fancy wrist thing, or turn into another animal's and get it together. Or, like, you're ruining it for everybody's right now, and I'm sorry that I have to be a dick, but turn back into the badger, and we'll grieve and do a big thing later. All right? And Joe's gonna open a like cavity in his chest and like stuff Jinxie's like brother's pelt inside. <laughs> Not the cavity in your leg that you put yeah, the poop in. The <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Different cavity. Got a lot of cavities. Yeah. <laughs> see a dentist. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, take take him and, and we'll, we'll figure this out later. Jinxie's gonna, you know, uh, really try to concentrate, go back into badger form. Um, but I want something to be different a, a bit about this badger. and It's bawling? Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's just tearing up. <laughs> yeah, Jinxie's letting out all his emotion just in badger form now. It's just a full possum now. He just doesn't know what a is... badger looks like. 
Aura's gonna walk over and kind of like hold her arms up. She's like, oh, you're actually pretty cute when you're a bachelor. Okay, come here, come here, come here. I got you, I got you. She's gonna like pick you up like a baby and like, <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> try and <laughs> caress Hayes you is back. staring daggers at the badger. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, come here, come here. Let's go in the other room, okay? Let's let's watch the fireworks. Yeah, Jixie's just gonna have a fit. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Perfect. So do the rest of you guys go back into the main room now yeah yes. having like a quiet argument with the yeah. shows about like what the fuck you're supposed to keep like it's your badger like what am i supposed to do we found his brother funny is now on the stand i guess he's in a chair um and zed i assume that you've kind of either begun questioning or like you're setting yeah. yourself up as lead counsel again absolutely zed is really taking this new career option just head on because if adventuring doesn't work out, he does want to end up in the court system for sure. Uh, probably prosecutor. Not as a basketball player? No, absolutely not. It's too short. Stay in your lane, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, <clears throat> so uh, quickly before he starts questioning, though, he is going to cast a message again to Grimble. I really wish I was in the fucking mind chat for this. Just constantly casting message. Um Grimble, I think I saw you talking to this guy earlier. Did you pick anything up? Do you know anything about him? Uh, so really quick, Grimble, you could barely hear that because there's a crying badger in your head constantly in the spine shot. <laughs> <laughs> what? Can you can you say that again? I'm gonna physically walk over to him this time <laughs> and like talk into his ear, like <laughs> and I'll just repeat the same question. Uh, besides him, you know, being a cleric, and uh, I think he worships a god named Ashtar. Uh, that's all, like, he's a gnome, I'm, I'm a gnome. That's kind of all we really talked about. Do, do you know, do you know much about Ashtar? Or what kind of, you know, cleric that is? I think it was a god of knowledge. Hmm. All right. Appreciate it, Grimble. And I'll turn my super swaggy lawyer self towards uh, Funyun. Funyun, uh, you are obviously closest to Diedrich physically in the room. I uh, yep, yeah, and side from Alistair, yep. Okay, sure, but you were on the side that the dart entered from hardly semantics i'd say that's a good point okay yeah um you ever fired a dark gun before or fired a dark gun before whatever yeah i mean that's a pretty fucking clear question no i'm gonna roll inside just so you know that uh, as a dm zed is convinced like throughout this that funyan did it so I just want to mm -hmm. constantly be rolling insight. Totally cool. Okay, so start by rolling it right there. That's a nat 20 plus 525. Oh, baby. He's definitely fired a dart gun. Uh, you know what? No, technically, you don't fire dart guns. Okay. Um, so technically, he hasn't done that. But yes, he has used a dart gun before. All right. I'm sorry. How many times did you uh, say you've used a dart gun before? Because that's not the truth. Um... Oh, well, yeah, I mean, 
Oh, you mean like used a dark? Oh, yeah. No, I see what you're saying. Um, a couple times, I guess. Technically, yeah. Okay, so immediately you've been caught lying, and we're, you know, the easiest shot in the room. Okay, moving forward. Um, you are a spellcaster, is that right, Funyun? I do cast spells. Alright, this is not looking great for you. Can you cast, uh, any darkness spells? Um, I might know something. Uh, hey, we can, can't, you look like a spellcaster, why aren't we, you, you could cast darkness, it looks like. I'm happy to sit in the hot seat when you're done, Funyun, but gotta be honest here, it doesn't look like it's going too well for you. So, uh, you said yes, you can cast darkness? I perhaps know a spell that makes things a little bit dimmer, sure, yes. All right, wow. Okay, so you're familiar with the weapon, you're familiar with the spell. Do you want me to ask you more questions, or are you going to fess up now? I wouldn't mind you asking me a couple more questions. Sure. You ever been here before? Here? Yeah. You ever been in this in this room before, in this house? I, yes, I have been here before. Diedrich um, does like hearing stories of my escapades, um, so he invites me to his parties. What kind of uh, escapades would he be hearing about? I don't see how that is relevant. I Objection, relevance. think it's very relevant, and I'm going to actually turn to Alistair for, like, I'm, I'm, I want to get a vibe check on him, how he feels about yeah. the line of questioning. Good question. Uh, okay, Alistair is like, well, if you have nothing to hide, Funyun, I don't see why you shouldn't be answering this man's question. Funyun's like, uh-huh. Um... Well, I mean, aside from getting in a shit ton of trouble for telling my friends this, let alone strangers, yeah, um, I've been to lots of interesting places. Um, I do things for Thane, and uh, well, I write about them in my research. Hmm. Interesting. What kind of things? Uh, you're going to have to roll a persuasion to open this can of worms, my I friend. would absolutely love that opportunity. It's going to be a 24. Fuck. Yeah, Zed not likes persuasion. Two, not even close. <laughs> uh, um, places, man. I don't know. Mysterious fucking places. Places you've probably never been to before. And uh, that's what he says, but as a dice roll here with your 24 and his 2, you're getting the sense that he's talking about Weird Sam. Okay. Um, oh. Luck. Funyun, what? I don't even know if there's a point of me asking this because it's it's looking pretty dire for you. But what'd you think of Diedrich? I kind of thought he was a little bit of a partier, a little bit of a no pun intended blowhard. But I, honestly, I don't, I don't, I didn't have anything personally against the guy. Anyone you know had uh, anything against the guy? Not at all. Are you rolling insight? Yeah, I'll roll insight, I guess. Seven on insight. Yeah, seven on insight. It's tough to tell whether or not he's being honest with you. 
Um, while this is happening, I would like uh, somebody who is watching this, who speaks or understands Dwarven, to roll Perception, please. Uh, I got a nat 1 plus 4 for a 5. I'm still just looking for my bag. <laughs> okay. I got a 17. Showed with a 17. Um, you're kind of just taking him in for the first time, Funyun, being uh, in this chair. He's not looking squirmish at all. He's completely still. Um, but the interesting thing is the markings all over his full plate body armor. Um, certainly there's dwarven runes and it looks like mentions of Ashtar, uh, who is the god that he apparently serves. But on his right side ribcage, there is a small mark that you can see that is not dwarven. It is a symbol of an eye with tentacles out of the He's a dumb chain shit. Joe's gonna stand up after seeing this and slowly, like, walk over. Like, I'm trying to make myself look, like, very big and intimidating at this point. Um, And I'm gonna lean, like, right into his face. And I'm gonna say, So you work for the eye, eh? Mind telling me what that mark is doing on your armors down there? Roll either intimidation or persuasion or whatever you're trying to do here with advantage, please. 21. With uh, intimidation. He begins squirming. Working for the eye. That sentence as it left your... I was going to say lips, but I guess you don't really have lips. As you asked it... I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> not till Grimble's done with you. Yeah. Your quite literal face hole. Yeah, just you wait. As you said that sentence, he looks at you in fear. He starts to panic. He starts to sweat. He starts to squirm. How? How do you know about Tyok? How do I know about him? Because we are hunting him. Or the people that works for him. We've run into peoples that work for him. A bunch. And, uh... If yous are working for him... I think the writing's on the wall. I think you're a piece of shit. And you killed him. He looks up at you and grins. If you've met people that serve him, then you know you should stay away (laughs) and he is going to make everybody in the room uh, do a con save throw please as uh, sun bursts of black light leave his palms pointed at you pointed at Zed and uh, I guess it would be Bebo and Hayes as well. Jinxie, I'll say that Aura is kind of off on the side enough. Sheltering nice. me. Yeah. I'm diving in front of her. I got a 24. Okay, I got save. A seven. Fail. 23. Save. 14. I know I'm on the cusp. Ooh. Uh, 21. Ooh. 
Uh, you don't need to make one, Jigsy, oh, but okay. uh, that is a fail, Zed. Yeah, those I figured it was probably 15. Failed. It's 16. Uh, those who failed the con save. Holy shit, that's a lot of dice. <laughs> yeah. So everybody who failed takes 32 necrotic damage. Uh, those who saved take 16. Uh, Zed's um, down. Can I uncanny dodge this? You cannot. It's a con that's save. That's what I thought. Here's a question, actually. How yeah, long buddy. do temporary hit points last? Eight hours. Yeah, typically eight hours, unless otherwise specified. Has it been eight hours since Bebo gave me the hit points this afternoon fighting the Golem? We took a long rest. Um, no, we didn't. We took a oh, short, a short rest. rest. Short You're rest. right. Yeah, no, so yes, the temp hit points remain. Oh my god. <laughs> that puts me up to 36 instead of 31, so I'm up still. Nice. He's alive! Let's nice. go. Um, okay, is anybody else out, or... No? Okay. Um, so, let me just paint the picture quickly for you. That seems to have knocked Alistair out. Like, he looks to be completely down, bleeding out. Um, Axelrod also took a good brunt of that, and he is kind of, like, hunched over, like, holding his chest. Um, Aura and Jinxie were able to avoid um, the sunburst, but only by a little bit. Uh, and Jimothy also seems to have just dodged out of the uh, way. Damn. Can I, like, grab him since I'm, like, right in front of him? Yeah. Uh, do an athletics check just for, just for shits. You got a 7. Uh, I got a 28. So. Okay, yeah. So you have Funyun right now. And he's just kind of, like, laughing and kind of, I don't know, like, wriggling. Like, he's not really... He just seems to be having a good time. I'm going to punch him square in the face because I worked with Craig, so I'm thinking... Yeah. So I'm just going to... I assume it hits? Uh, yep, it hits. Um, I will say, though, that uh, if you would like to do a perception check, sir... Oh, 22. 22, uh, dissimilar to Craig and the others who you, who you've encountered. He does not have purple eyes. It doesn't seem to be under He's spell. just willing. You piece of shit, what did you do? <laughs> when faced with a mighty foe, one can either be slain, go down with all your work and everything, or... Use it to your advantage. I did the latter. Shield's gonna turn around and be like, what are we doing? Should I just kill this guy? Or what are we doing, see? Where's his... What work is he talking about? Yeah, I want to roll to see if I notice a necklace or a bracelet or something that would be the source of this cleric's... I forget what the term is, but I know cleric's. spellcasting focus? Yes, spellcasting focus. Can I Could roll for that? armor? Uh, you can roll for it, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Could be under its armor. Most likely is. 16 plus... It's 18. Do I get a sense of... Uh, yeah, you get a sense that the there is a large Ashtar symbol on his chest that glows anytime he does uh, his spell. So it looks like either the armor or that rune in the armor is what is his spellcasting uh, focus. Alright, um... I'm just going to message... No, I'm just going to say it out loud. Uh, 
Be careful, Chode. He gets his power from that armor. He does, eh? Take his pants off. I was going to say, can I try and rip the, <laughs> the armor off of him? Bobby did it first. Um, yeah. Oh, God. Yes. Uh, sure. It's going to be a contested grapple. Uh, he's got a 14. If you can beat that, you can start ripping his armor off. Uh, yeah, that's 16 plus 11. Sure. In the book, when you're taking it off normally with all the belts and buckles and straps, it's a 10-minute process. Chode, this is not going to take you 10 minutes to do. I will say that over the course of the next 30 to 45 seconds, you are just a machine in... Well, literally, uh, yeah. removing this armor uh, without worry of causing pain or distractness. Am I correct in that assumption? Yeah. Okay. Just making sure his armor comes off. So during that 30 or 40 seconds of kind of just thrashing the armor, uh, he is going to get one more shot at you. Uh, as you see the uh, glow on his chest illuminate once more, I'm going to need you to do an intelligence saving throw. Chode. Oh, God. Well, he's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a 15. Was it you another 16? Lucky. Oh, yeah. Mother. Nice. Fucker. Yes. Because uh, he just attempted to cast Feeble Mind on you. Oh. Fun uh, Fun look up for those on Google. Uh, if you've ever been Feeble Minded before, uh, if that had say, or if that had failed, Chode, you would have been absolutely fucked. Uh, okay, but yeah, no, he did not get that off, so he is now a nude gnome in your arms. Is my bag under the armor? Uh, no. While this is happening, um, like Cho's taking off the armor, Grimble's going to run to Zed, uh, and using the same dirty syringe that he used to take the blood sample from Dietrich, he's going to poke that into Zed and cast uh, Cure Wounds. Okay, very nice. Um, also, really quickly, Badger um, Jinxie, uh, Aura has since put you down and is now like, was walking towards like the fucking. <laughs> she put him down. She got blasted. Oh, haha, no. Yeah. Jinxie is, is now basically more like a wet salamander with all the tears he's been crying. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Zed, that's an 18. You get healed. You just gave me Ooh. 18 health? Thank yeah. goodness we finally have someone Jeez. with cure wounds. All these bum healing words. Thanks, guys. I still appreciate them. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing that he tried to like cast something, Chode is going to throw him to Axelrod um, and be like, uh, this guy called you a piece of shit. Have at him. What? And he's yeah. going to catch him and rip his spine off. I swear to God. Look at that purple dice right there. That's a natural 20. Gosh darn it, Chode. I really thought we'd get some knowledge out of him. Yeah, that knowledge gets cleric. ripped in half. <gasps> Whoa. What? <laughs> no one calls me that. Cast gear wounds again. <laughs> He's in two pieces. Stop the bleeding. I uh, really wanted to get some information out of him. <laughs> oh, damn. Natural 20 and you threw him to the guy with PTSD. So. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> he's, uh, it makes perfect <laughs> sense. Again, guys, uh, we, we got that address first, right? And then Ax Axelrod covered in blood and everything's like, we did it, guys. We solved the murder. <laughs> Axelrod and we did it as friends. Yeah, is Axelrod joining us? Yeah. Um... Did anybody go over to Alistair, by the way, or is he? Should I be rolling death saves? No, I think he's dead. 
I'm just giving you guys the option. We we do need him. I'll cast Healing Word on him. Okay. For how many hit points? Uh, four. He just... <gasps> oh, good heavens! Alistair, thank God you're alive. But while you what were happened? out, uh, Funyan admitted to everything, uh, and then Axelrod, being a bro, killed him. But now we what? need your help to figure out who else might have been in league with Funyan. Do you know where he lives? Ah, uh, Funyan, no. Oh, what? Sorry, my head. Um. Ah, my head. Ah, um. Sorry. Who? What was the question? Oh, no. Where does Funyan live? Ah. Uh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Anyone? And I'll turn to Aura and uh, kind of gesture to Aura and Axelrod. Anyone know where he lives? Axelrod is um, just smiling and like covered in blood and everything. He's like, I gotta, gotta be honest with you. I I, I don't I don't know. Um, but if we ever want to hang out again, I'm. Th- this has been great. This has been a fun night. Um, and there Where is, is no aura Jimbo? in this room. There's no aura? There's no aura in this room. There's no Jimothy in this room. <gasps> oh. Hey, uh, where'd aura and Jimothy go? And I'm gonna, like, walk into this, like, weapons room as that was kind of the next room. Do I see anyone? Anything? Um, you do. Uh, you see the coat tail of Jimothy running around the corner. Can I peek I'm out the window real quick and see if the force field's still up? Uh, yes, you can. Do I need an investigate roll for that, or do I just see the giant blue shield? Uh, you don't see a force field anymore. Uh, uh, when Alistair went down, his concentration on that ended. Okay, I'm gonna let the the group know that in the mind chat. Just, they could be going. They could be going. We have to get them now. Yeah, Zed's already chasing after the booking it. Yeah, hey, no, that's all good guys you are going to catch up to jimothy who's now standing at the front door um looking disheveled as uh he says i think we have a problem and he turns to you and uh hands you a bag of holding that has been cut from the bottom that is completely empty and hands it to you and says there's some leftover stuff in the bathroom but i think she took something can't which way like did she go like, what is this this is just some fabric like <laughs> what'd you find this <laughs> oh no, man it's not like fucking he puts his like hand through the bottom and like comes at the top he's like where where is she <laughs> she's gone i don't she ran i don't know it's 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 pitch dark out there now i i i don't know where she is and it's just i look at my two dark streets. vision boys just we go yeah zed's gonna be sprinting into the streets okay i'm gonna long uh, agonized torn glance uh out the into the kind of the city night and i'm gonna with a huff just turn back and kind of sadly dash back to the bathroom to see what my what of my hall remains so jimothy joins you and he's like this is where she was when she was crying she obviously did something during that time and you can see strewn across the bathroom all of your stuff rummaged through um 
If you would like to take some time to pick through it, you can see that most of your stuff is still there. Aside from of those 10 potions that you bought, she took five of them. Also, she didn't take her scarf back. Her scarf is still there. I'm just going to pick it up and I'm sadly going to go to put it in the bag only for it to fall at the bottom. I'm just going to kind of do that a couple more times before I just accept it. And uh, I guess what's strewn about the belongings was my old bag, which I definitely did put into the new bag there. All right, I do a sad reversal of when I got my new bag. And I just put all my shit back into my old bag. I guess I have to leave the masthead of the boat because that was also in the bag, but that's probably too big <laughs> yeah, for a normal bag. <laughs> and the captain's log was in there too. <sighs> Not the captain's um, log. Yeah, so... There's a lot of stuff on the floor of the bathroom here. As you're putting her scarf into your bag and it falling through the back a couple of times, as you said, uh, one of the times as you pick it up, you see that her name has a wonderful stitching on the inside, uh, except it's not or Torvanosh. It's Kathleer. God. No, it doesn't say Kathleer, but it does say Aura Wyrex. <gasps> Including the scarf, there's also a pesky little missing wolf ring oh on to for the last shit. couple of months motherfucker oh yeah the Wyrex ring is gone Scott fuck yeah. never quite found out what that did so <laughs> no loss no gain uh, alright he's just mournfully opened himself up to to love and was hurt for the first time in his young, young life. So he falls just even deeper into the blackness of despair that is swallowing him from within. It just lets out a big old... And that's where we're going to end tonight's episode. We will pick up next week from this. You've reached the end of the episode. Thanks for listening. Hey, wait, don't go yet. If you enjoyed what you heard, please give us an honest review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. As well, please follow us on Instagram at EldritchBuds. It's where we post announcements, art, memes, and more. A special thanks to Arcane Anthems for the in-game music and to Zach Parks for our killer intro music. Until next episode, thanks for tuning in, buddies.